0: Father, we stand before you and we ask you that, Lord, prepare us for your coming. Let your word prepare us for your coming. Let our hearts be ready for your coming. Let our whole being be ready for your coming. Let our minds be ready for your coming. Let us work towards your coming. Bring us, O God, to the path that will make us ready for your coming we give you glory lord in jesus name amen god bless you please take your seat in the beauty of holiness the rapture ready series begins today and probably will end at the last sunday of the month so i have begged the children's service to move their All the other things will come on the games and everything will come on but their day will come on the fifth of September in the morning so that I can finish the rapture ready series amen how many of you are ready for rapture amen now do you know that if you are not ready for rapture and you raise your hands you're already lying so you are on your way to hell This series will be one of the most amazing series. It will bring you closer to the Lord. It will let you focus on the Lord. It will let you focus on the most important things in life. We got to be rapture ready. The world will one day end. The trumpet will sound. And the death in Christ shall rise. And those of us who will still be alive. Will be caught up with him and we shall meet the Lord. That is what, what, should, that's what should be the expectation of every Christian. And I hope that by the time this series is over, I'll be able to bring you to that point where you become rapture conscious and ready for the coming of the Lord. Amen. Okay, so in part one of the rapture ready series, I'm going to talk to you on the church age. The church age. The church age. So if I were you, I'll be sharing, I'll take my phone right now. And share this sermon with someone. Go to Bishop Titi Fair on Facebook. And share it right now. So that somebody will hear this message. So part one of our Rapture Ready series. I am speaking on the subject. The church age. In Matthew 16 verse 18. From the King James Version. Jesus said. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The word used here for church is the Greek word ecclesia which means the called one, the called out ones, the called out assembly So Jesus was saying that I am going to call some people out of the world and they will become my own and they will be known as the church. Now, the church is not a building, it's a people. A people who have been prepared to the Lord. Now next week, I will discuss with you the nicknames of the church and how the major nickname of the church is the bride and jesus is the groom and the rapture is about it's a marriage ceremony between the bride which is the church and the groom who is jesus now in the bible days the concept of marriage is that the man believed That the woman that is being brought to him to marry is supposed to be a virgin. So Jesus is coming for a virgin church. A pure church. A holy church. It's going to be a marriage ceremony. But for us to be able to appreciate and understand the rapture, I want to take you back and put the whole rapture rapture into a historical context. So that we can all really appreciate it and understand it. Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. No pastor builds a church. No church belongs to a pastor. Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. If the church is built by Jesus, no man, no human being will be able to rise up against the church and become successful. The church has been fought by kingdoms nations powerful men strong armies but the church is so strong and powerful when the charismatic movement started in this country we were mocked at we were teased we were called riffraffs and vagabonds who will not amount to anything like even now that the the Acquisition is different. We are a business. We are cheating people. You are people who will devote a whole three hours on radio attacking the church, saying all manner of things against the church. But Jesus said, I will build my church and the, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church can only grow stronger and better. So right now, we are in what we call the church age. After Jesus died and resurrected, he told his disciples to go and wait for him and that he would send them the comforter. So they waited. The Jews had a festival they called the uh, Pentecost, the festival of Pentecost, the Pentecost festival. On the day they were celebrating that festival, the disciples of Jesus, about 120 of them, were at a place praying. And then suddenly, there was the visitation of the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. And that was when the church was giving birth to. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. Other spirits enabled them. So the birthday of the church That Jesus promised to build was on the day of Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit came upon 120 people led by a fisherman named Peter. And suddenly, they began to speak in other tongues. They started speaking in tongues. The Holy Ghost came upon them. And it came with a violent wind. The church was giving birth to like a woman giving birth to a child. And from that day, we have the church. So from the day of Pentacles. Till Jesus comes. called the church age so we are in the church age it is also called the dispensation of grace now let me show you something the church age is part of what we call the seven dispensation of ages so god in the affairs of men and dealing with men At different times and different periods in history, theologians have divided God's dealing with men into seven periods. These periods, we call them dispensation of ages. So the first dispensation, can we see it on the screen? The first dispensation is the dispensation of innocence. Innocence. The second is the dispensation of conscience. The third is the dispensation of human government. The fourth is the dispensation of promise. The fifth is the dispensation of law. The six is the dispensation of grace. That's where we are now. Then the seven is the dispensation of the millennium kingdom. We, the series might not take us to the dispensation of the millennium kingdom. But before I talk to you about the dispensation of grace, which is the church age, let me try to explain to you quickly, The other dispensations so that you will understand. We cannot talk about the church age or the dispensation of grace without understanding the previous ages, the previous dispensations. Are you here with me? Is everybody here with me? Now, this series is like we are in a Bible school. I am converting the church into a Bible school. Are are you here? And this series is for only those... Who are ready to make heaven? Okay. So the dispensation of ages. Through other dispensation, you will see five key things that God gives responsibilities to people. The people fail to meet God's fail to meet God's requirements. As a result of the failure, they are judged. But then God extends grace to them and gives them hope for the future. So quickly, the dispensation of innocence. This happened in the garden of Eden. Adam and Eve. During the dispensation of innocence, was only Adam and Eve and God. In the garden of Eden. So God created man to live in perfect harmony with himself. Adam and Eve were innocent of sin. They didn't know anything about sin. They were the ultimate perfect human beings. That is called the dispensation of innocence. Are you here with me? Number two is the dispensation of conscience. At this stage, man has sinned. So from when God sucked Adam and Eve from the garden of Eden, from that period, they entered into the dispensation of conscience. At this stage, God left man to be guided by his own conscience. God was no longer coming to come into the garden of Eden and tell man what to do. Man was supposed to choose good over evil. The only way man could approach God at the time was by blood sacrifice. And you saw Abel and his brother Cain went to God to make a sacrifice. But mankind violated his own conscience and failed to choose to do right. Man continued to sin and God's solution to the disposition of you know, conscience was that he has to destroy the whole earth earth you remember when god destroyed the whole earth and it was only noah who found favor with god from that going god started a new dispensation and that dispensation is the dispensation of human government now god says that okay i am stepping back from the affairs of men now man rule yourself i put you in the garden i made you innocent you still couldn't manage. Now, I gave you conscience to choose between right and wrong, you still couldn't man- manage. So now man, I am stepping back. I'm going to see you ruling yourself. So Noah and his children, three sons, they dispersed around the world. they started raising their own families, started establishing kingdoms started controlling the affairs. But man was still sinful. So when the man decided to build the tower of Babel, God came in again and said, you can't even rule yourself. So God ended the dispensation of human government. And then from there, we entered into the dispensation of promise. Now God wanted to put into practice now his plan of salvation to redeem man from sin. So God chooses a man by name Abraham and promised to make him the father of many nations. Many nations. And that promise, God said, Abraham was going to be a blessing to the world. Through Abraham, God was going to bless the world. It still didn't work. So God moved from there to the dispensation of the law. The dispensation of the law. This was the time of Moses. When God now has to deal with man based on laws. So John 1, 17 says, For the law was given through Moses, and grace and truth came through Jesus. When men could no longer obey the laws, God now says, let me give them grace. Because under the dispensation of the law, it was eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, nose for a nose. for Osophagos, I hit you. You hit me, I hit you. God was very judgmental. And the laws were so many. God looked at man and God loved man so much. God says, now let me send my son to go and die for man and let man find grace with me man find favor with me so john 1 17 says for the law was given through moses but grace and truth came through jesus christ so right now because of jesus we are in the dispensation of grace it is the reason why you go to fornicate and come to church and you are not judged at the gate. Like, like lightning will strike some of us. Is there reason why you gossip ag- against your pastor, your bishop, and you still come and sing praise and dance and God doesn't kill you? Is there reason why you are chopping your tight and curses are not coming upon you? Oh yeah, because we are in the dispensation of grace. But this is the most abused dispensation. The church age. The key thing about the dispensation of, the, of grace is Jesus building his church. His church. And next Sunday, I will teach you about the purpose of the church. But right now, allow me to tell you something about the church. So, after this dispensation will be what we call the Millennium Kingdom of Christ. When the rapture happens... From next week hopefully i'll start dealing with that when the rapture happens those who are caught up with the lord who will be with the lord in heaven for seven years during that period of seven years there's going to be great tribulation that is why there's going to be the sign of the beast 666 is going to be giving to people if you don't get it you can't do anything you can't buy you can't sell you can't do anything after seven years The church will come back. The believers will come back with the Lord to rule on earth for a thousand years. I don't want to miss that thousand years. So I have to be prepared for rapture. But that will not be our focus. The millennium kingdom will not be our focus. Our focus will be on the rapture. But before then, let me try to show you something. From the church age to the rapture, can I show you something? So there is a diagram that we should be showing on your screen now. You may not see where, where you are. When you go back home, watch it and look at it. So, so this diagram, so this, this is where we are now in the plan of God. We are at a church age. So when people say there are many, many churches, and every day churches coming, and every day churches coming, somebody is starting a church, and there are more churches, and blah, 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 and we don't have to build a national cathedral. It is nothing, and all those things. We are in the church age. What else can we do? Build churches. (laughs) But there is something more important than just building churches, and I'll show you soon. Okay. So the present age, the church age, from here. the church age will end on the rapture where Christians born again, spirit filled, tongues talking, holy people will be raptured. Now, I don't, I don't mean if you don't speak in tongues, you'll be raptured. As far as you are living a holy life are still Jesus, you'll be raptured. I'll come and explain this next week. When we are raptured, the next major event is going to be the tribulation seven years of pain seven years of agony, when you miss the rapture, the mark of the beast 666 six, six will come <sighs> hey <laughs> come to church and joke, be joking in church, come to church and be chasing people's husbands and people's wives and believing in sin, and be cheating, and be, and not take your church serious. So, from the rapture comes seven years of tribulation. Now, understand that on the rapture day, Jesus will not come down. We'll meet him in the in the air. We'll be caught up with him. We'll meet him in the air. So his real coming comes after the tribulation where Christians return with the Lord for his second coming. And then we reign with him for a thousand years on earth. Then the thousand years will end with something we call the Battle of Armageddon. Then when the Battle of Armageddon ends, now all unbelievers and those who were hypocrite Christians will be cast into the lake of fire. Oh yeah, yeah. Lake of fire. If you like, go and look for a lake. Stand there. It's a body of water. But this one is going to be a body of fire. It will be cast there. Then those all believers will now enter into heaven. The new heaven and the new earth. So this is where we are now. But this is going to happen soon. And I'll tell you about it next week. This is where we are, but this will happen soon. If happens if the trumpet sounds and you are not raptured you are entered into the seven years of tribulation pain and suffering pain and suffering but let me show you why why many people are going to miss the rapture i want to show you because the great deception in the church age. I want to show you the great deception in the church age. Matthew 7, 21, Jesus said something. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. So it's not all of us who are here this morning saying Lord, Lord and worshipping him and doing all the things we are doing that will make heaven except those who does the will of the Father. Why? Why is it that I go to church I say Lord, Lord but yet I may not make heaven. I want to show you in the church age there are seven types of churches. That is why, you see, Christianity is not a religion. So, it's not a church you go. Okay, the church you go has a role, actually. So, I'm going to show you the seven types of churches in the church age. And how people are in church, some churches that will gradually... The whole church is going to hell i'm telling you there are churches that satan is actually using to take people to church yeah here, here, yeah where satan has appointed his old head pastor with a dirty oil have you ever bought a dirty oil into your car before or oh, we used to when we were very very poor remember The taxi drivers, those of you who are running taxis, your drivers, that's why they buy you. So you see, the way mommy's car is. eh? Mommy's car, the the oil is supposed to be in in it for a certain number of time. Total quality oil. So, when mommy takes a car to be serviced, the boys there take that oil. Then they sell the taxi drivers. Dirty oil. But I bought some before. I used to have a car that was giving me trouble, and they said the the oil, the engine was weak, and the oil was getting finished. And I got into a place that had no money. I opted for the cheap one, dirty oil, put it in the car. I me and I make on boom, boom, boom. So let me show you the seven churches in the church age. Now, in the book of Revelation. Where John was put on an island called the island of Patmos. Whilst John was there, John had an encounter with God and God showed him a lot of things. A lot of things. Among the things God showed him was the state of the church at the time. So what I'm going to talk about is historically true. The churches were there. They were in Asia Minor. Somewhere in Turkey. The the present day Turkey. These churches were there. Today, all these churches are dead. They are not dead. Turkey is now an Islamic country. But these churches were there. And I'll show you why we are in a very dangerous age. Very dangerous age. Very, very dangerous age. Now, all these are dead. So, historically, these churches existed. But these churches' situation that John wrote about. That Jesus told, uh, told John and John wrote about was also prophetic. He also predicted how some churches would be like. So number one is the Ephesus church. Revelations 2, 1-7. The Ephesus church. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, And I've not grown weary. So Jesus admits what the church is doing right. But yet he goes on in verse 4. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. So this is the church that has lost its first love. This thing we call church when we gather here. You don't sing in the choir because you love singing. You sing in the choir because you love Jesus. You you are not in the prayer warriors because you love praying. You are there because you love Jesus. You are not in this church because you love your pastor. I love my church. I love the atmosphere. I love the choir. I I love the the communication. I love the protocol Oh, the way they will meet you. And you keep talking about the things you love in your church. And you never mention how you love Jesus. So a church can be doing everything we are doing. And yet, it is not driven by the love for Jesus. It's not driven by the love for Jesus. Anybody who does something in this church because you love me, you missed it. Anybody who loves doing something in this church... Because you love the rewards and the prestige and the respect it gives you, you've missed it. If I am a bishop because it gives me respect, I have missed it. I should be a bishop because I love Jesus. I should be preaching this message not because I want this church to grow but I should be preaching this message because I love Jesus and I want to fulfill his mission and assignment that he has given me. Are you here? So we had the Ephesus church that has lost its love. There are so many churches scattered around the world. They don't love Jesus they love the atmosphere of the church when we go to church we love it oh that is the tent there we love the tent where the tent is uh, and the, uh, that is even the carpet, the carpet you can even lie on it oh, oh Jesus I did not bring this tent so that you love the tent I brought this tent so that you can love Jesus want to miss church because i love the bishop's teaching i don't want to miss church because i love the choir singing and in fact we have two fantastic choirs powerful choirs i love oh i love the choirs the way they sing please please admire everything but love one person jesus jesus And if you love him, it is shown in your labor for him. If you can't labor for the Lord, you don't love him. If you can't keep yourself pure for the Lord, you don't love him. I was just sitting down thinking, just this one when I came in, God gave me a sermon. The the, the number of times Jesus used the word foolish. He told me, go and check. It's all related to obedience or to the rapture. Are you here with me so don't be a ch- don't be in the church and fool yourself it is not about loving the atmosphere it is not about loving the music it is not about loving the pastor it's not about loving uh, the, the somebody in the church it is about you loving God and dedicating your life to serve him number two. Is the Smyrna Church? The Smyrna Church, Revelations two eight to eleven, to the angel of the church in Smyrna write. These are the words of him who is the first and the last, who died and came to life again. I know you are fleshings, and your poverty. Now here, and your poverty, yet you are rich. Now Jesus tells this church. know your poverty and yet you are rich so this is the church that was rich towards god they didn't have air conditions they didn't have suited men they didn't have carpeted areas they didn't have a five-star bishop yet the church was rich Because God's definition of richness, prosperity, is different from the way we define it. We are looking for some nice church with a lot of cars to go in. I know about the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you and you will suffer persecution for 10 days be faithful even to the point of death and i will give you and i will give you life as your victor's crown whoever has ears let him hear what the spirit says to the churches the one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death that is hell so this church is what we want to become they were not rich physically, they were rich spiritually. And the evidence of their prosperity is that they were faithful to the point of death. Faithful to the point of death. They suffered persecution. Some of them were arrested and for 10 days they were they went through pain, but they were faithful to the point of death. That is the kind of Christian we want to raise. Not a sister who because she's hungry will go and get a sugar daddy to finance her and buy her one pack of papaya. Sh- shameful acts in churches today. And people can make argument like hey, Nana, I don't have anybody taking care of me. What should I do? I need a man to take care of me. I don't have anybody taking care of me. What should I do? This life called Christian life it is you must be faithful to the point of death. What it means is that as we are sitting here right now, if somebody walks in here with a gun and says that, renounce your faith or else I will shoot you, all of us should be able to say, kill us. Kill us. We are not going to renounce our faith. Kill us. But if we steal from your office because you are tight, if we steal from your office because you are tight, you cannot be faithful to the point of death. If we cheat on your wife, you can't be faithful to the point of death. If you are in church as a young lady and you are a slave queen. Slave queen. Slave queen. And Jezebel, you cannot be faithful to the point of death. We are all deceiving ourselves if we have not come to that point to say I am ready to die for my faith in the Lord. That is the kind of church I want to pastor. Pastor. A church with young men and women who are desirous to die for the Lord crazily in love with the Lord. We are not here to raise a concert party. This is not a concert party church i am not here to preach to you what you want to hear i am here to declare unto you the whole counsel of god the whole counsel of god when it comes to grace i will preach it when it comes to judgment i will preach it whatever the lord lays on my heart i will tell you that is a sign of a genuine pastor and a true pastor The minor church lord make us like that let us be faithful to the point of death faithful to the point of death that he's talking that he doesn't understand our generation the way we feel the temptations the temptations the temptation fall into it fall into it and go to hell Do you justify sin are justifying sin that you are a victim of sin you are a victim of corrupt generation perverse generation but what you don't know that this is also the age of grace the Lord has enabled you, that's why this is the age, the only age where God is living in us through his spirit all the other ages the Holy Ghost was not living in them All the other ages. Now, you were a Christian. You were supposed to be baptized by the Holy Ghost. You should be carrying the Holy Ghost. God has come to live in the inside of you. And you still say that your generation is the most tempted generation. You are either not a Christian. Or you are not ready to make heaven. Can I read the next church? It's called the Pergamon Church. The Pergamon Church. The Pergamon church. Revelations 2, 12 to 17. To the angel of the church in Pergamon, write. These are the words of him who has the sharp double-edged sword. I know where you live. Where Satan has his throne. Like on this street, uh, jan there, Satan has a throne there. I will dethrone him. That's why God brought me here, to dethrone him. Yet, you remain true to my name. You remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me. Not even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was put to death in your city where Satan lives. Nevertheless, I have few things against you. There are some among you who hold on to the teaching of Balaam. Who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin? So that they ate food, sacrificed to idols and committed sexual immorality. Can I tell you something? You know Balaam, who was the prophet who was giving money to go and curse. Today we have, we have Balaams in our puppets. Prophets who are driven by material gains. Manipulating people and telling them what God has not said. And they're pulling the crowd. And everything they do there is virtually concert. It doesn't prepare anybody for the coming of the law. It is the promotion of greed. And material. in my office, I tell them, but well, that is in my office, I tell them that list thing. Two things every human being wants. Massage their ego and feed their greed. So i said in 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 our branding we must massage the ego of those who come to study here let Accra business could be a brand name let people walk into our lecture house and feel like they are big girls and big boys and then give them more so like our msc when you take our msc you become you become a qualified you become a member of the institute of financial accountants uk an associate member so you get more than you have bargained for. Because every human being is greedy. And people have brought that to the church. Let's invest and make the church look big. So, so people belong to certain churches because of ego. And the pastors know it. they know how to massage your ego. You're not a Christian, but you are belong to that church. You go every Sunday, ego. After church, you take a picture. I if you get a bit closer to the pastor you take you put on facebook we are our levels don't change now our levels have changed now it's ego massaging and the sermons we preach sometimes is to feed your greed A year by this time, you will build 10 houses. Yeah. A year by this time, you will have abundance of this. Yeah. A year by this time, you will do this. Yay! As you hear greed being pumped into you, being pumped into you, you forget that this life has an end. And one day it will end. So when people genuinely work hard to build houses, you feel that God is not blessing you. But all you have been doing is be jumping and shouting that it is coming my house is coming i'm pregnant with my house i will give birth to it everybody who is pregnant labors and work yeah when i met mommy the first time she came to my house i had nothing i said i know that you were expecting some things but everything you don't see here i'm pregnant with them i will labor they will all come out and I labored before I gave birth. You cannot be living. You see, most pastors are putting the church into a Cinderella mindset. Even my 12-year-old girl, Titibia, has stopped thinking like Cinderella. She's not thinking in reality. I told you I used to call her princess. One day she came to daddy. Why do you call me princess? Because you're not a king. So don't call me princess again until you have a kingdom. So I'm planning to buy some village. Call it Titikrum, make myself a king there. So my daughter can accept the title of a princess. But do you understand what I'm talking to you about? Let no pastor put you in a Cinderella mindset. And think that and and feed your greed and think that prosperity is an overnight story. That you come to church one sunday like this and make decrees over you and scream over you and shout over you and say things about you and the following day it happens am i preaching so the balance are in the church who thought to entice who thought about to entice the israelites to sing So that they ate food, sacrificed to idols, and committed sexual immorality. When I see Christians defending festivals, and saying that it's our culture, it's our culture, it's our culture, it's it's because you have no understanding. African traditional religion is a subset of a big culture. All of us here, I love my culture. I'm a crappy. I love my culture, I speak my language, I celebrate my people. But I will not allow them to pour libation. (laughs) Why? Because when you start pouring libation, you are introducing another religion. I'm an African, I have chosen to be a Christian. I am not, by, by force, have to follow the African traditional religion. We are going to get married, you have brought everything. They want this amount of cloth: uh, uh, twelve pieces of um, cloth, ring, Bible, um, panties, braziest, <laughs> panties, braziest. Uh Verde, Are you there? You Are buying the panties and brisers? They are telling you that right now, don't remove Hilda's panties and brisers until the one you are bought for her has been presented and you are brought it before the Lord. So, you buy all these things according to our tradition. Then, now they say, Ask Snap, and you say, I'm a Christian. They say, No, it's our culture. We have to use the Snap to pray. It's not culture, it is religion. You are forcing me to practice your religion when i don't believe in that when i'm a christian when i'm a christian <laughs> are, are you here with me let me move on we we are running out out of time so the fourth church is the theater church or the, theater. of the a friend of mine said i don't pronounce it as well but um Forget the pronunciation, listen to the message. Now, look, look at this. Under church, Revelations 2, 18 to 26. To the angel of the church in Thyatira, write, these are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire, and whose feet are like burnished ban- bronze. I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, that you are now doing more than you did at first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet. By teaching, by her teaching, she misled my servants into sexual immorality and eating the food, eating food, eating of food sacrificed to idols. I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she's unwilling, so I will cast her on the bed of suffering. And I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless you repent of her sins. Unless they repent of her sins. I will strike her children dead. Hey! Then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches the hearts and minds. And I will pay each one of you according to your deeds. It's a serious thing. I used to have a woman in this church when we started she used to tell the girls in the church, hey, sleep with the boys when they because how will you know that their thing works? And she'll be giving an example of a man, a woman who went to marry a man, it was only when they went to the bedroom after the they married them, the thing was not working. So you have to test it. Don't mind, pastor, test the thing. Test it, test it. Anybody, any woman who is promoting, test it, test it, test it. It's Jezebel. Especially if you sin and the person is covering the sin for you. There were people in this church who committed sin. When I suspended them, they went to other branches of the same church and the pastors knew it but they took them on to do what I suspended them from doing. And they were inviting me for a confrontation. I never disturbed myself with those things. You can be in a church and be a jezebel sleeping with married men in the church sleeping with married women in the church committing adultery please we will don't call you slave queens we call you jezebels there are some churches when you go eh? there's a church the pastor has a wife and has a child with another girl in the choir in the same church and the girl who is like Hagar, I want to wipe my bottom. course, sorry, I know you use of my meaning, Goes to church and tries to turn the pastor's wife. Try to show the pastor's wife that me I'm still on the road. What kind of church is that? The church elder is sleeping with another person. Another deacon is sleeping with another person. Another somebody. And the pastor has lost control. He will never mention anything about fornication or sin in the pulpit. Like this country never argued on anything about corruption in the last election. I'm telling you. And these are the kind of churches scattered all over the church is preaching one sin forever saved and telling you that you cannot sin and that evil sin is a mistake hey that once you you are giving your life to jesus that is all oh, you will make heaven nonsense what kind of bible are they reading what kind of bible are they reading follow them follow them have itchy ears and follow those who will tell you what you want to hear. Be in a church that does not encourage spiritual growth, holiness, purity, submission to husband, respect for wives, and all those things. You be in a church that promotes immorality. You're girl boy i I said Pastor No, my <laughs> Hey, what kind of generation is it? They, so in the church age, I'm showing you the type of churches in the church age. That is why all these churches have collapsed in Asia. Um, in Turkey. Now, Now, this church, church, Turkey is now an Islamic country. But they used to be there. They used to be there, but they lost it. Church is more serious than a place where you come and find friends. It's a place where you find salvation. If everybody there is an enemy, yet you can find salvation, stay there. Where everybody is a friend, and yes, you lose your salvation, run away. are you here the saddest church Revelation 3 1 to 4 to the church to the angel of the church in Sardis, right these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of god and the seven stars i know you are this you have a reputation of being alive but you are dead wake up strengthen what remains and it's about to die for i have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my god the church that has a reputation of being alive but they are dead making noise is not a sign that the church is alive i said unfortunately we can't tell the difference between excitement and the anointing for most churches it's excitement There is no anointing, just excitement. When they are singing, the same thing you feel. If I bring Shantawale here, you feel the same. My children say I don't pronounce the name well. Shata, eh? Shata Wale, Stone Boy. If I bring them here and they start singing, <speaking in Spanish> Oh, you can feel, you see that the sentiment you feel is not different from in some churches where they sing and dance and do the same excitement. No anointing. Nothing. No anointing. No anointing. Nothing. Because they have a reputation of being alive. The pastor is a brand king, brand pro on Facebook. Reputation of being alive, but they are dead. I called mommy. And I said, You see this pastor? Today is his wife's birthday. Look at the way he's celebrating the wife. He's afraid somebody will be offended. This pastor is afraid somebody will be offended. Look at his wife's birthday. He just put the happy birthday, woman of God. Hey! On oh, your birthday, Facebook, happy birthday, woman of God. And look around, on the 12th, of year, 5 p.m. Not long after. He was caught i was cheating on the wife mommy said hey who can you i said listen i know their games there was a pastor who came to see me to complain about one of the boys and I, I ordained not in this church that the boy the other boy has taken his wife so i was very angry how can i ordain you to go and take somebody's wife so I summoned this person. And this guy who came to make the complaint, what you see him on Facebook He's Bishop Doctor. So when he came first, even before our conversation started, I said, oh, I know you. I know you are singing on Facebook. You are very popular on Facebook, Bishop Doctor. So where did you do your PhD? He didn't even understand what PhD is. He was fumbling. What did you write on? He couldn't even make one good sentence in English okay, why are you here? Um, My wife and one has gone to take. So I called a gentleman to come on a certain day. And I invited him also to come and meet that gentleman. Let's deal with this wife issue. How was the issue? This gentleman who I ordained has invited an American missionary lady to come. So he informed this friend actually, I have an American missionary lady who is coming to Ghana. And when he comes to speak my church, I'll bring him to your church too. He yeah, agreed. So this boy also contacted America because she's also popular on Facebook. And the lady was growing desperate for her husband. So when this guy started talking to her, started towing the line of romantic conversation. When she arrived, this guy, my son also saw, let me not say my son, the guy I ordained, also realized that the boy wants to play a fast one so he went to hide the woman in some hotel and this boy the woman also wanting to marry managed to connect this boy and say i'm here the first day the boy was going to meet the woman he was carrying a ring with one person also also calling himself a bishop immediately he got there the bishop said bring your hand i'm going to bless your marriage bless them and say you are married i said is that the marriage the guy came to talk about he said yes is that how they got married yes I called the guy said, I said I've heard how you got married can you come and see me let's um, he didn't come he's still on Facebook moving crowds reputation of being alive but dead but dead watch out watch out for these things do not be deceived watch out for these things. the church in Philadelphia the Philadelphia church to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? These are the words of him who is holy and true. Who was the key of David. And when he opens, when he opens, no man can shut. I know your deeds. See, I've placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will, I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, but are not. But are liars. I will make them come and fall down at your feet. And acknowledge that I loved you. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the world. I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again would they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will write also on them my new name. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Philadelphia Church, a solid church, solid church. They say, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. We want a church that keeps the word of God. That preaches the word of God. I will not bring you to church on Sunday. They will come and dance. Ah, I said, Today I don't feel like preaching. I don't feel like preaching. Let's just dance and go. I don't feel like preaching. I feel like prophesying. Nonsense. You know my only weakness? I love preaching. Even the time is going because I don't see it. Let me conclude on this one. The last one, I want to come closer to you. The last one, I want to look at your face and talk to you. Then I'll close. We'll hang over some certificates and then we are off from here. The last one, the Ladisia church. This appears to be the most popular of all the churches. Can I touch about this church and then we close, Okay. I don't want any one of you here to miss heaven. I am not interested in your seed. I am interested in your souls. Revelation three fourteen to 21 To the angel of the church in Laodicea write, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know you are this, that you are neither cold nor hot. Hey. I preach about this, you remember? So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. You see the lukewarm church. You say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. People came with top cars. But before God, they are poor, wretched, naked, and blind. People came into church today with top suits, with top clothes, thousand pound suits, two thousand dollar suits. People came with rollers watches today. And then the people we look at and say we want to make them church leaders. Hey, hey, give him a seat. When the church becomes lukewarm, we look at the actual appearance. We look at the actual appearance. When they shall become lukewarm. When you become lukewarm, when you become lukewarm, do you know what you do? Do you know what you do? When you become lukewarm, if Sunday you don't have a new clothes, you won't come to church. Your obsession about dressing to church, the competition in dressing to church, sign of lukewarmness. But Jesus said, you say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched. Pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire so you can become rich. Quite close to where? So you can cover your shameful nakedness and shave to put on your eyes so you can see. You know, this sermon I'm preaching here, it's like putting you through the fire so you can become refined. Forget about all these pastors. Who stands there and says, me. Corona cannot do me anything. Me. Everybody. Hey. Me. I pray for somebody. He got up. And, he were, and, and I, I prayed for this. And I did this. And, 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 and somebody. And I did this. And, and me. I'm anointed. Me. Me. By the time he finishes the sermon, he's telling you how powerful he is. And how powerful God is. A man's life does not consist of abundance of things he has. Life goes beyond owing cars. It goes beyond owing houses. Life is a relationship with the Lord. Getting ready ready for the rapture. 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 Ready! We are in the church. This is the last age of the seven dispensation of ages. The last one on earth. The last one. God has given you grace to repent and to change. Don't give that sin a name. Don't call it weakness. Don't call it that is my weakness. It's a sin. It's not a weakness. But if you have Jesus in you, he has given you the grace to overcome it. The grace to overcome it. You just don't want to pay. You don't want to pay the price to overcome sin. The Bible says that concerning sin you have not struggled enough to the point of shedding blood you need to fight that thing get rid of that sin in your life get rid of those lukewarm Christians around you who want you to become who wants to miss heaven talk against pastors, speak against church say, I mean, take your mind off the coming of the Lord there have never been a single day I have not looked into the skies and asked myself this question if the lord appears right now what will happen will i go i check myself every day if i'm going to bed i ask myself this question if the trumpet sounds tonight will i go May may the lord help all of us may the lord help all of us may the lord help all of us amen rise on your feet let's pray is your name in the book of life? Is your name in the book of life? Who can we do that? Is your name? Is your name in the book of life? Yeah. Is your name in the book of life? Close your eyes and ponder by the song. Name in the book of life is your, 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 your name in the book of life yeah is your name in the book of life is your name in the book of life is your name in the book of life yeah Every eyes closed. You are here this morning. You are not sure your name is the book of life. You are not sure if the trumpet sounds today, you will make heaven. Forget about who you are. Don't have a reputation of being alive. Come forward, let me pray for you. You are not sure you will make heaven if the Son of Man comes. Whatever you are, come forward right now. Every eyes closed. Just come forward God bless you will you make heaven if the son of man comes today come here right now let me pray for you will you make heaven if the son of man comes today I want to pray for you. you God bless 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 you don't have a reputation of being alive jesus said if you harden your heart i'll reject you before my god the trumpet may sound soon we are in the last days you have been giving your life to jesus come here right now you are not sure you will make heaven let's not today go today is the day of salvation do not harden your heart Today is your day of salvation. Do not harden your heart. It's your name in the book of life. Will you make heaven in the son of man should come today? Will you? Will you? Will you come here? There are more people standing there. Because of reputation, you don't want to come out. Come and strengthen your relationship with the Lord no, 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 no. come and strengthen your relationship with the Lord no, 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 no. raise your hands if we are standing here God bless you 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 no, 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 no. pray this prayer congregation stretch for your hands towards them say dear Lord Jesus today I come to you just the way I am. Please forgive me my sins. And wash me with your blood. I believe that you died for my sins. And you resurrected for my salvation. Lord Jesus, come into my heart today. And be my Lord and Savior. In your name I have prayed. Amen. But I pray for my friends. are standing here today and having given their lives to your son i pray for divine protection i pray that they will have a seal of the holy spirit on their lives that satan can take them back to the world thank you lord in jesus name amen